All right, welcome everybody to our second of three weeks on the solution this week, better than last week. So we only have the one TV working, so I'm really going to be, uh, and we'll engage. I will be saving comments and questions till the end, and I'll have the mic up here, and I'll decide if you get it or not. It would be ruthless today. We talked about abortion in the sense of you don't need your Bible, you can just be on the street, in points, uh, with your neighbor, with the world. And then today we want to talk about, okay, let's open, you know, uh, is it very definitive? And then out of that, what's good and the bad of either one of those techniques? Is, is it wrong to not open the Bible? Is it, and that conversation and some other topics. And what's going to happen is, where's my book? By Kirby Anderson, and there's lots of different Christian ethics books. And starting late April, I'm do, talking about in this series is hopefully somewhat of a foundation for that broader series on lots of other discussions. We talked about the horrible statistics. Abortion is the most uh, common surge war right now and how, how vast the numbers are compared to the two decades of wars that we're talking. But in the next 45 minutes during this class, as many babies will die, have already died in the Ukraine, week every year. Goes on and on and on. If you're just gonna look at World War II, uh, Nazis killing Jews, there's nothing in pure death. The main reason on my own timing was that we have a court, cases, a court case right now that has already been heard by this change, Roe v. Wade. And if that happens, what, what that means is that now we'll come to the states. I've never thought about it, right? It's already been a federal issue in trying to get judges changed and those types of things. So now, and in a way that hopefully gets to moral issues and eventually the gospel in those discussions. Should, and that's one thing I want to ask today. Should our church be involved in this issue at a political, at a legal level, at a excuse as well? Anything we do now wouldn't, wouldn't matter because the Supreme Court's already ruled, right? So now who claim to be Christians, they think they're Christians, they think they know their Bibles, they're leaving the home, right? They're being challenged on things like ethics, like abortion. And if, if, if the arguments sound convincing, they were raised. There's one of the resources, What to Say When, just came out, I think, in my discussion points last week. I am a YouTuber, so uh, I don't produce my own material. I'm going to go look up. I've listened to a lot more. I obviously don't know what they believe on other topics. Most of them are Catholics so in, in my preparation, so they're there on your sheet for you. So anytime we talk about a sensitive topic or any kind of, but in doing that, we want to speak the truth in love. We want to be pastorally sensitive. So we have with a one-on-one -on -one counseling situation, right? And then we want to be culturally conversant. So last week, I spent, we want to be pastorally sensitive. So just like last week, I want to remind everyone here, right? And so my plea to you is to run to Christ, right? This is not the slatively clean, but you can be restored to full service to God, full joy of fellowship, series that involves David. And just like he prayed, restore to me the joy of my salvation. That's my prayer. It certainly be hard for them to hear. It's a very emotional topic. And so turn them to Christ. And I would say that again to you. So what was our basic argument? Basically, humanize the baby. And they have to, to, to deal with it. They have to dehumanize the baby. So the two ways we primarily did that, modern now call science anyway, things that you can put under a microscope and observe, right? So that, that baby own unique human DNA. So if it's not a human being, what is it? Believe that there's intrinsic value to human life. I'm hoping that my neighbor on the street agrees with me, discussion from there, and, and start challenging them. Well, why, why is it okay in this instance, really at all? Just those common instances. And you can open up a great discussion that actually, so please listen to last week if you still have questions. Their basic objections are going to be, it's not a human. No difference between a one month in the womb and me, other than size, 
level of development of all. Left, left to natural processes, that baby will grow, develop, and a little harder to, to maintain. It's a little more evil in my mind. Um, maybe more academics might hold this little realm here. Okay, biologically, it's a human. I get you there. But it's not a person that has rights. And when does that happen? When, when do they get personhood? How does that happen? How arbitration that you could take this to a much broader ethical discussion and a biblical discussion. Like, where, where does it may be harder to argue is, yes, it's a person that has rights, but right now the mom's right. Someone who's for abortion tends to be very much conscious of, you know, oppression of mind. The dots for them. Wait a minute. You believe that the strong should take care of the weak and the poor. Questions. Uh, particular arguments we went through, basically, the arguments that we went through last week, but the big one I would, I would leave you with is, would you take in the life of a six-month-old that you can see and hold? And if not, why not? And all sorts of things. I'm accepting their concerns with a, a poor... Embrace that. Encourage them in their morality. That's the right... That's the image of... But, but bring it to some kind of logical conclusion. Or, as Dave said last week, he might just sidestep some of those up to you. I agree in principle. That's basically what I just said. Or, or science that you don't know about. Just say, okay, I'll, I'll research that later. All right, today, technology and time ran out last week, and I'd like to talk about what is an abortion. And so, I'm gonna, the images are disturbing. It's going to last about three minutes. While I pray, if you don't want to listen to that, again, if you're just worried about the images, feel free just to shut your eyes. There's no words that I'll say. Our Father, you are a good God, and you, you give us the wisdom of your Spirit, and the power of your Spirit in these moments, that we would dedicate our lives to them, that we would, we would drive them where they need to go. We would donate money. We would pray unashamedly that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. I pray that... And until we can get there, we pray for the the gospel to be bright and powerful in the midst of... I was in the the missiles we're going to drop. I was in the military. (laughs) I don't suppose we need to take them both out. And we get very scientific in it. And sometimes I finish these kind of classic... The Desert Storm, we call them ragheads. Like, we're basically dehumanizing our enemy. Kids, he's washing his car because he's reselling it. I'm just waiting for him to be out in the field. And we killed him. Abortion. They're, they're being very clinical. They're making it sound so nice and neat. It's just medical care. And we want some discussions I can teach you are just cleared away with a picture. So many women have said medication to dilate the cervix, then uses a surgical instrument, which can be a sharp instrument or suction device. The method is to tear the baby's body to pieces so that it can be sucked out of the womb. Earlier, tear arms and legs from the torso so the baby can fit through the cervix. Then the nurse must read the dead baby. I say lucky because the alternative is a dying baby. And the baby must then be... And here come the pictures if you want to close your eyes. Turn topic. But this is what we're talking about. And, and, and don't let the fact that medical... that. Okay, so here are some associated... So as we turn to the Bible, we turn to the... Right? That I had last week for those I don't assume biblical authority with. But in this case, yeah, I, that's another discussion perhaps. But yeah, standing on the biblical authority, now old could somewhat sweep that away. I'm fine if you've already built your theological framework to defend scripts versus broad principles. So are we looking for chapter and verse? The word abortion is not in the Bible. We don't deal with ethical issues. We primarily deal with doctrinal issues, right? We're building that faith, building that doctrine. 
heart motives, even if we don't have specific commands, right? We individuals, parachurch, and other people say no, we as an organization need to move out in the city. It starts out showing the omniscience of God. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when are a hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and in the light about me be night, even the darkness is, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it. So there might be some specific questions we can ask, but it's very clear. Verse 13, knitted me together. Not just my body, but this body is being formed. Going back to the sled, right? I'm, I'm growing in size. Uh, the, the personal connection is, is good. I mean, scripturally, there's, I don't see personal. Let's read it for you. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, and stripe for stripe. There's the same penalty as killing a born child. We're talking about a child in the womb as if it was, we're talking about a miscarriage, an accidental miscarriage. We're not talking about something that's culpable, like an abortion. Because really this harm for harm, life for life is talking about the mother, not the baby. And of course, it's about accidental miscarriage, not aborting your own child. I, I don't really care if it's about miscarriage or abortion. What does it say about the child? That's what I most care about. What is this? a prayer of repentance here? He's, he's, David is saying he was a sinner from conception. Completely bolstered my argument. But what about someone two, five hundred years ago? Uh, the original audience. Theoretically, have a, a strong believer that accepts that you're not really a baby until... Um, so here's, here's an interesting question. If, so we talk, if you're going to argue it's not conception, um, then when is that soul person? Is the soul given at birth? I mean, that's the kind of theological argument conceived in sin, and that needs to be dealt with theologically. Here, I'll read for you. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby, Lord, should come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for John is called a babe. Same word that's used for children all through the scriptures. Movement. She's drawing meaning from what's happening here. And that means both John and Jesus, you're blessed now. Your Lord has come now. It's already happened. Before the children had done anything good or evil. You know, Jacob I loved. Some broader principles. There's so many things I could go, I could do a whole Sunday school. And you can see now, especially in the Old Testament, childness was seen as a curse and withholding of generational blessings. Why are you hiding your countenance from me? That's, that's a great question. In the Bible, those are hard questions. That'd probably be a good ethical discussion to have. But the, everything that we say about abortion, God opens wombs. He causes conception. Again, that word is used. The Hippocratic Oath. I think that's first or second century. It includes you know, kind of the oath of medical um, ethics. Right? The Hippocratic Oath says, well, Plato and Erdogan in the world on abortion. And so the church fathers would not have been ignorant of this as an issue. Maybe not at the apostles. I, I think most people put that in the first century, maybe second. It prohibited abortion. Epistle, all of these church fathers have spoke to abortion. There have been, I meant to get some details of different, just be part of our confession of faith. There have been church councils that have put it in their doctrinal statements. I want to get to. So how central should abortion be in our um, And then where, if once we have a position, where in practice do we drive a scale here? 
On the one end of the scale spectrum, we would say abortion is a Christian freedom. Sola scriptura people, even though if the majority of my church says something, let's not have a form as PCA, not, not individuals. So the, some individuals, and I know statements, any, or any positions at all, we should see it as morally neutral. Uh, maybe they wouldn't. Homeschooling versus not homeschooling. So, things that Christians talk about, but in the end, we can't really come down and say, thus saith you. This is a political issue. This is a legal issue. We're not really a political church. We don't like to wave red and blue. Kind of an, an unknown. Or we could say, it's wrong. You know, we could have a, a somewhat option or in certain circumstances. We don't get into the details, but it, by and large, we could say that abortion is wrong. And I don't think the church should weigh in on a scientific question. We'll talk about that next week. Abortion is murder. We unashamedly call it murder. We want to do it in a pastorally sensitive way, but we as a church, maybe. All right, so, and there's probably other positions there, right? I'm just giving you a flavor. Okay, what should that mean? You remember when um, a couple weeks ago, Dave was drawing circles like, uh, is the son of God, you know, and, and came from heaven, came in the flesh, things that First John, that, that are very important. And somewhere along there, we get to our Westminster Confession, that formerly as a church. We don't say you operate as a church. And then there's a broader group that we might call evangelicals or something, you know, people who maybe they wouldn't want to be in our church, certainly not an elder in our church or thing like that. And then eventually somehow here, we evangelize you as opposed to disciple you, those types of things. So my question then is in that context, um, abortion is a topic we should not discuss because it's liberty, because it's a little sensitive to political discussions. If I do a Bible study and people are assuming that I'm a Republican, study and feel at home because it's not a gospel issue. I believe. Um, she a little less stern. It's wrong priority for church budget contributions. Um, say that abortion is wrong, but I, I don't think it's, it's central enough to what we do, a gospel-centered church that we always put the whole thing of who you partner with in these organizations, right? We talked about that in our social justice study. That Tim would make a mention of abortion and pray. Um, and we, I have heard prayers from this pulpit that say... Um, but we wouldn't want to formalize it. We want them on our website. We don't want any of the doctrinal statement. Or somehow, somehow formalize it. We are an anti in this church will have that position. Or at least teach that position. Right? You could be in the church and not hold it, but against the confession on baptism. But we know that lots of people in this church have different views on baptism. Be a Christian and support abortion. So therefore, this is a gospel issue. And actually, you're ask. And we, we would deny membership. We would deny the table. Uh, if you don't hold a certain position. Wrong elders. It's wrong, Spring Meadows, that we are not. There are other churches in town who are standing outside of a church, and we're, we are denying the most important life issue of our times. And that's the kind of questions I want to ask. And so those are the questions I want to ask if I give you the microphone. Want a quick comment, like less than five seconds? I can repeat for you. If you have a longer comment, I'll give you the mic. So, then. I might have turned it off. The difference there? Uh, well, throughout, at least through, since 1974, pro-life... Um, so I know part of that argument would be, you might have a legislation that all out ban, right? That's, that's abolish. And so at least some abolitionists would say no. That, yeah. that bill, even though it might cut down... Is yeah, that what you're and saying? And I agree with what you said on rape last week, that um, we should absolutely... Today, though, is... So, so you, okay, I think you said it. You think the church should actually have an abolitionist position. It's okay to... This is not in our confession. What you say in this discussion is not um, a litmus test. ...of when a baby receives their soul. There, historically, there's two sides. The baby receives the soul upon, at conception. 
but that's to Campbell, and that's the historic Christian uh, philosophy. The other, I don't do Latin in my class. I know, but basically what that is is that the soul. They both say that the soul arrives at conception. You, would you say our church should have a position on? I think you could infer that uh, our confession is essential. You could. You know, just going through it, and I know it's irrelevant to your questions, but it's... It's, it's not irrelevant. The idea of the soul stuff is not something I've studied in yet. The difference is, thank you for that. Who else? Is it Owen? Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Um, in terms of the position, I think... By the way, Got it. It's not that the confession is totally silent regarding the sanctity of life, the Old Testament passages you referred to. The second one has to do with how we handle and posting it on the website that we're anti-abortion. There are two kinds of churches. Where a boundist that church pushes every doctrinal view, every ethical view. With all of this, what does that do to evangelists? Center set churches believe the same. They are different. They're out to evangelize and expose the people to the teaching. Fears uh, for particular moral ethical causes or do we believe people need the gospel and we have to jump through all of those doctrinal hoops to feel like they can fit in and be here? So that's pro-life. Thank you. That's helpful. Anyone else? Ooh, have that removed. Would you, so could you say without naming, not abortion per se, but citywide facing ministries or is there quite a bit of diversity among the elders? Okay, so he has not asked them explicitly my question, but they are in unison. Yeah. We also do support the women's resources. Yeah, the women's resources, other sides of pro-life. Sometimes we're accused of pro-life is only anti-abortion, no. Prenatal care. Uh, early 90s, late 80s, some of, um, one of the things we experienced, it, abortion hat was on the ballot several times er, early on. Uh, that election season, and there were elders outside passing out. And they're, they're going to be challenged. And, and, and often that challenge to their faith comes from these specific, more like, I want a thou shalt not abort command, but I don't have it. And so I need to be faithful to the scripture arguments. I want to look at that as a category. And that's going to help us in our future ethical Sunday schools. The benefits to those, what are the limits to those? I think sometimes we might find that we have a very strong position. And so that if a Christian comes in with a different perspective from those things, that we kind of question their, we'll go back to abortion and kind of recount some of that things, but I, I am gonna talk about Age of the Earth, I'm pretty sure. Walt is very pro-mask, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, euthanasia, find me at one of those places sometime, maybe. So, again, I just, there, are, there are issues. We pray that he would be central uh, in our life, in our doctrine, again, that we love people. We truly love them. We don't come off as, but that we come as fellow broken sinners, but that we have an answer, we have a savior for them. Help let us know when to speak and when to be silent. Uh, let us know if we are being late and motivate us and call us to specific things. We pray that that would be true. Now as we go into a time of worship, would lift us to Jesus and equip us for another week out in the world loving our neighbor. We ask it in Jesus.